0: Welcome
1: back to the Dynasty Happy Hour. This is a voice from Dynasty Happy Hour's past many past episodes. But I'm here back with you on episode 364, where we are going to talk about some preseason risers and fallers. It's time to value check and to start trading. But before we do that, I want to make sure that you are liking our channel on YouTube and hopefully subscribing. There's a little button down there, as the kids say. Like and subscribe. Drop a like if we're dropping heat. Uh, Yeah, check it out. You can tune in every Sunday night around 9 p.m. and see these three faces or two faces or some combination of three faces every two single night.
2: Faces.
1: Yes. Uh, two face. Where's Rachel? <laughs> Absolutely. But, yeah, we got a lot of cool stuff to cover. But before we do, not only like and subscribe on YouTube, guys, it is daily best ball draft season. It's already started on Underdog. Season-long best balls are drafting now. Anywhere from $3 entry to $500 entry. Best ball mania is back. Where it's up to $3 million to first place. Imagine winning that. Holy cow. Holy smokes. We still got baseball. There's golf going on. They do do NBA and hockey as well. Lots of awesome, awesome things on Underdog. And right now, when you go and download the Underdog app right now, either in the Google Play Store or the Apple iTunes Store, use code DHH. Have your deposit up to $100 matched right away. It's free money for something you're most likely going to play, anyways. So make sure you go on over there, do some best balls, do some prop betting. Once the season starts, that's my favorite way to play on Underdog. Once again, code DHH for your deposit up to a $100 match. Let's roll the boys in. James, Tyler. James, how's things in Jersey? How you doing?
0: Everything's going great. Thank you. It's great day today. Had a nice home league draft. Nice. Any
1: steals? Any good ADPs?
0: Um, Yeah, I got James Cook in like the ninth 10th round, something like Why? that. I, I just heard Kyle get a little super flex league
1: s- six to midnight over there. I don't know. Yeah,
0: kylie you uh, got any redraft leagues going
2: on? No, I unfortunately am not part of any, so i'm only watching, in two. Who's ever watching on on Facebook and all my friends on Facebook? Uh, old high school, you have friends? You, yeah, I, I had. If you guys want to start a league. I am hungry for a redraft league. Like oh, old boy. buddies sitting around, like I am starving of a redraft league. So I would like to join one. It'd be fun, but yeah, just everybody that, uh, the one that I used to do, we kind of switch it to dynasty and now we got rid of that redraft league.
1: You technically are in one redraft league, Tyler.
2: Scott fishbowl. Yeah.
1: Hey, that's right. I am in two. I'm in a long time keeper league from my friends. When I lived in New York, my keeper it's a one keeper it's really QB heavy scoring so i kept jalen hurts which made a lot of sense feel pretty good about that team after drafting although yahoo gave me a d so whatever yahoo i don't like your grades Absolutely anyway did. Uh, and then i've got my home <laughs> my home two keeper league which i'm trying to decide i'm obviously keeping justin jefferson we're going to talk about jonathan taylor here in a minute uh, my options my other options are keeping jonathan taylor or amon ra st brown so we'll see what happens with that's this supposed deadline me. we'll talk about I- i'm leaning amon ra yeah uh, and i know that's what you're going to say uh, so before, we, you know, we'll get into all that here in a minute. There is a lot of news going on, uh, especially for some big-name fantasy players for you guys that are doing redraft. And, you know, you can breathe a sigh of relief for some of these dynasty guys. The, the Las Vegas Raiders signed Josh Jacobs to a one-year $12 million contract. Pretty much the same deal that Saquon Barkley got. Jacobs would have made ten point one under the franchise tag. He'll now have a chance to earn up to $12 million, like I said, like Barkley. Uh, he's going to be on the field this season. Without committing to long term, Jacobs was the RB one last year. Had a phenomenal season for the Las Vegas Raiders. We'll see if he can do it again. I'm a little skeptical, um, but he has 15 days to get ready for Week One. He held out the entire preseason. Uh, James, you think the Raiders are just going to be like, "Here's the ball, 400 more times, and have a nice day"?
0: Yep, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't put it past Patrick Daniel at all. Yeah, like <laughs> I, I mean. He comes from a system where they obviously ran the ball over and over and over again. And then, you know, Josh Jacobs, the rushing leader last year, uh yeah, they're gonna do it again, of course. And they're they're paying him one year contract. Yeah. They're yeah just he's run gonna, him into the he's ground.
1: got no one, he's got no one on that depth chart that's gonna siphon touches him Zamir White didn't look like anything special in the preseason yet nope. again. Um, and then they've got former Patriots like Brandon Bolden and they've got Amir Abdullah, I think, behind them. They don't have a lot of depth chart there. So Tyler, it's it might be, a, if you're in Dynasty, Josh Jacobs, I think he's a little bit of a fool's gold long-term. But would you go out and try to acquire him on a win-now team for, let's say, a late first?
2: Probably not. I'll look for a cheaper okay. option. Like, you know me and running backs lately. It's just, give me a cheaper option. Give me, like, a clear Herbert for a late Ooh, second over like the Herbert. first.
1: Yeah, okay. That makes sense. I'm with you on that. For redraft, though, Jacobs probably gets into, like, your end of first, early second round. Yeah not to talk too much redraft but it's the season so you know we can give you some nuggets we're not just one sided here all the time Yeah
2: I heard I heard Dynasty Nerds and Dynasty Warzone do a redraft podcast and I go okay why that's not what we're about
1: <laughs> yeah, They're trying to spread their wings a little bit I get it I mean we play in both where I play yeah, in we, both Tyler not so much but them. We clip them We clip no. them Uh big trade this week Very interesting trade. The 49ers traded quarterback Trey Lance to the Cowboys for a 2024 fourth-round pick. The Cowboys will take on Lance's entire salary, paying him $5.3 million guaranteed next year. He's not on the books for much in 2023. San Francisco pretty much paid all the guaranteed money for that deal. Um, Dallas will also have the rights to exercise Lance's fifth-year option for 2025. Tyler, give me your uh, take on this Trey Lance deal.
2: It's... Oh, man. Like, he better hope this changes things. Like, they're going to sign Dak long term, I think. Trey Lance needs to build his career over. And the only upside is what? A Geno Smith-esque type career? Like, that's kind of what we're hoping for. Still only 23 years old. Very young. But the issue is he's only played, like, the stat was nuts. Eight games. Of, like, 400-something pass attempts compared to... Uh, DTR who his whole entire college career and preseason is over 1100. I think it was mm-hmm. like, yeah, like he's got no real reps and it's really hurting him. He's injured. He's, he's got all the talent in the world. It's just, we've seen guys like this and I was a big Lance guy. One of my most rostered rookies. I started getting out. Hey, didn't you trade uh year. Trey
1: Lance for Trevor Lawrence in a league?
2: I did, but then I also traded Trey Lance to you for the 110 in that same league. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it's it's a tough pill to swallow. Like, I, I posted on Twitter. I said, hey, you know, I was big on Lance. I really liked the talent, the youth, and I thought he had tons of upside. But, hey, you swing and you miss. And with quarterbacks, if you're taking little bunts like Mac Jones, like even Mac Jones, is he going to turn out? We'll talk about him later maybe. But it's like it's good it's okay to take these big swings Anthony mm-hmm. Richardson is a bigger swing than what people are actually thinking like yeah he's the 104 but he's also had similar reps at quarterback he's he's had like one and a half years of yeah. starting so he's got minimal reps so these are the big swings we like to take though because they can change a dynasty team just like snap of a finger so if you did take the swing, it sucks. You're going to ha- don't let it change your mentality going into other drafts. Either. Yeah.
1: Like- I had, a I had a Dallas fan hit me up because Lance is, he's my QB five in a superflex league. So he's like, Hey, I'm a Dallas fan. I got to ask like, what's the price on Lance? And I'm like, I don't know, make me an offer. So he offered me like Michael Wilson, like straight up for Trey Lance. And I was like, no, but then I offered him back, like I'm like, oh, what about Tank Dell and some money? And he's like, I wouldn't even do Trey Lance straight up for Tank Dell. And I was like,
2: That's wow. where it is. Like, that's I was like, honestly where it is.
1: I was like, No, I feel you. That's fine. I'll just sit on him. James, is there a is there a scenario if Dallas is really looking down the road? So right now, Dak Prescott's salary is only like a million bucks. Next year, he goes up to twenty something million, a lot. He goes up to like twenty five or twenty six million dollars. Is there a world? Where Trey Lance sits behind Dak Prescott. And eventually, because the Cowboys just paid Trevon Diggs, they're going to have to pay Micah Parsons. They're going to have to pay CeeDee Lamb.
2: They're going to pay Micah Parsons a lot. Yeah.
1: Uh, Pollard, <laughs> who knows what they do there. Is there a scenario where the Cowboys are like, man, we can't keep all these guys. And maybe they don't pick up the fifth-year option on Trey, but they sign him as a free agent to like a, a low-end deal, and, Dak, and they let Dak walk. Could that happen? Or am I just hopeful?
0: Uh, I think it <laughs> might just be hopeful. Okay. I, I think worst. I think best case scenario for the Dallas Cowboys would be to go and get a restructured deal done with Dak in his last year, and keep him there for a couple more years. Yeah, you know what's nuts to think about, and just I love
2: looking back at this the the dynasty flow. Like Trey Lance was pulling in a lot this time of last year. Like you go. And go up to the Desmond Ritter or Howell guy and be like, "I'll give you Howell for Trey Lance." They are jumping you're for joy. They're taking Trey Lance. Yeah. They are running down the streets showing how you, how they fleeced you. And now there ain't no way in hell you're getting Howell or Ritter straight up no. for Trey Lance. Like that—that's Dynasty. Like that's yeah. running backs usually, but it's that's Dynasty. It San Francisco, I feel, did. To this guy, as the Browns did to Deshaun Kaiser back in the day. They throw they threw him in way too soon. He needed to sit a long time and there was a lot of talent there. It's just they didn't develop it and they didn't give him the confidence. That was the biggest thing. Like they pretty much poo-pooed his confidence right from the start. Like have you know. have
1: you donated that jersey to Savers yet?
2: I will never donate oh, that jersey.
1: He's gonna squat on it. All right, let's keep it moving. Enough Trey Lance talk. Three Lances. I'm done with it for now. Uh, the Jonathan Taylor saga continues. The trade talks are allowed. The Miami Herald reports the Dolphins have made at least one trade offer for Colts running back Jonathan Taylor. Barry Jackson reports the Finns continue to engage Colts in negotiations. Jackson also confirms the Colts are seeking a first-round pick or something in the ballpark of that. Yeah. Good luck. Okay. <laughs> Jackson reports at least one other team also to believed uh, to make a serious offer. Um, the deadline is Tuesday. So Taylor said that he wants to be traded. They set the deadline at Tuesday, which is cut day. Um, So there's going to be a lot. We've already started to see some movement on these rosters with players getting released. Um, Obviously, Jonathan Taylor not going to get released, but we should have closure on this on Tuesday. Um, James, do you think that Taylor gets moved? Uh,
0: I don't think it happens. I know everybody wants it to happen and everybody's eager to see where he's going to go, but the price has to be right. And Jim Ursay, like he's straight out. Didn't want to trade him first and foremost, and now he's saying, oh, well, yeah, now you can have a trade, but he wants full value of, for him. And I you know, don't say he's also
1: a drunken idiot. So, yeah,
0: I don't believe that they're going to get full value for him. Uh, they're going to have to take some kind of a hit. And I don't know if they're willing to do that. So, yeah, no, I think Jonathan Taylor kind of just stays there or holds out. for that matter.
1: Yeah. Tyler, what do you think?
0: I think he's gone. Yeah, I think so this, too. this
2: relationship is broken. And there's no way. Like, uh, Pat McAfee talked a lot about this and how he's like, he, Jonathan Taylor and his actions have ruined his personality in that locker room. Like, players are like, hey, you know, we're trying to build a culture with a new coach and Anthony Richardson. We got this rookie quarterback who needs ev- anything and everything. And yet you're sitting here pouting in a sweatshirt on the sideline, just acting like, hey, you, you like, Pat McAfee's like, hey, Austin Eckler had a phenomenal season, outscored you by a ton. And yet, he got six mil, like he got a pay raise and six mil. And yet you're sitting here saying you want 17. Yeah, but did but
1: did ownership make up an injury about him and do all these other things? That's the difference with the, between I these two. I think
2: it's, I think, honestly, I think it's all Jonathan Taylor because he switched agents just recently because be. uh, earlier in March, he said, I'm going to play what I'm getting paid. You know, I signed the contract. That's what I'm going to do switch agents this summer and that's when everything stopped. That's when he just like stopped and's like, Okay, I'm not doing this. I'm done. And I mean he's he's ruined the relationship with the Colts. So I think he's gone. I think the Colts will get a second and maybe a fifth.
1: Or a player or something.
2: Or or a play like if it's Miami, would you be shocked if A Chain comes in the deal and like a nah. third? I,
1: I feel like it would be like a Mostert or Jeff Wilson.
2: Uh uh-uh. uh Maybe like, or or Jim
1: Irsay uh, be like, wow, Savon Ahmed looked really good in the preseason. Throw him in
2: <laughs> that, that. That is Ursay, but he's
1: honestly, got a cool name. I want him on the team.
2: Honestly, I uh, if they were like, okay, we'll give you a chain and a fifth. I-, I could see that. Cause uh, I, from- I
1: think, I think a chain is their guy, man. I don't I, think McDaniel's is going to move on from him. But- I
2: agree. But the thing is, is you got to, you got to trade for him. Then he's going to want some type of compensation. Like he's going to want to sign something. So they've yeah. got to have cap space and everybody's like oh Kansas City could do it. Kansas City has less than a million dollars of cap space. They can't yeah, do they anything. Can. So, <laughs> it's it's a tough street, but I do think they will find something because they I don't think they're going to go into the season with him. And he yeah. might if not, I think he's holding out till week 8 and he might get traded at, around the deadline.
1: Yeah. It's going to be an interesting storyline to follow. We're all waiting with bated breath on our RB1s on what a lot would you of our give teams. For him? Uh in dynasty?
2: Yeah. Like if you were like okay, I'm gonna take the chance. Like me, I like to take chances. This is a running back on his fourth year. I'm actually not gonna take the chance here. But w- if you I had still a mid give... first, that could be an early first. Would you do it for Taylor? I
1: would give a late first that could be mid.
2: Okay.
1: I'd be. I think that might get it done because people are same thing. They're
2: freaked out. Like they don't know what's going on. He's gonna play next year somewhere. But oh, for sure. The thing is, he's a year older. He's. Uh, the whole Livia and Bell thing scares is going to scare people.
1: Yeah, I'd give up a late first, a late to mid. That late could that could be mid. I wouldn't give but, up a mid that could be early. But the person
2: with Taylor ain't ain't touching that. Like that's the issue. Where we'll in Dynasty. Yeah, unless
1: they just want to move on. That's so, true. We shall see. In other running back news, just a small trade yesterday. The uh, the Patriots traded running back Pierre Strong Jr. to the Cleveland Browns for tackle uh, Tyrone Wheatley Jr. He is the son of former Raiders and running back who used to absolutely buckle people left and right. Uh, Interesting trade because um, it looks like Ty Montgomery is probably going to make the team. Bill Belichick loves Ty Montgomery for some reason. Um, I was actually talking about the running back. I was talking about the Patriots running back room uh, with my cousins on, on vacation. And I said, one of those guys, I said, I thought it was going to be Kevin Harris. That'll get cut uh, and They would keep JJ Taylor. So obviously they made a move already. So we'll see what happens with the rest of the backfield. It's pretty much Stevenson and Zeke anyway. Um, This does add a nice wrinkle for Cleveland. It gives them a player with some speed out of the backfield where they have Nick Chubb. Jerome Ford's been dinged up this preseason. Uh, So maybe Strong, maybe he gets a pass catching role along with Felton um, because that's pretty much where their depth chart is. So nothing crazy here. I actually think it's a better fit for uh, Strong in Cleveland behind a better line. So uh, I like that if you're a pure, strong owner. I think you just uh, ganged, as Tyler would say, just a smidge of value. Nothing crazy. So very minor trade. Uh, We did have a retirement this week. Former Dynasty darling Corey Davis has retired from the NFL after six seasons. Jets head coach Robert Sala said earlier that Davis was a risk of missing week one against the Bills but wouldn't get into specifics. And now we know why. The former number five overall pick of the 2017 NFL Draft, appears ready to call it quits after six seasons. I remember that draft very specifically because the 2017 draft was the loaded running back draft. And my yep. beautiful brother-in-law took Corey Davis. And then with the very next pick, I took Christian McCaffrey and
2: I Which can't is cra- And remember after year one, Christian McCaffrey had like maybe 900 total scrimmage yards. He didn't have a great rookie year. Yep. And Corey Davis had a, a he had some injuries, but a very promising rookie career. And you're like, wow, this is going to work. Yeah. Uh, I want to throw, you know, throw my shout out to Nick Whalen, who is a massive Corey Davis guy. He's that, always been uh, a Davis guy. Uh, maybe Nick Whalen talked him into it. He's like, you know what? This isn't uh-huh. working for both of us. I got your take wrong. Your careers. You know, he's he had a good career. I won't say it was a bad or he missed, but it was no. a good one.
1: Yeah, that first year with the Jets, he was serviceable as like a wide yeah. receiver three. I had him on a couple of rosters then, and he wasn't too bad. Uh James, any thoughts on Corey Davis other than he will be missed?
0: Rest in peace. <laughs>
1: enjoy wow. your enjoy your retirement. He made money. He got the bag, yeah. ten million bucks a year from the Jets. So he good. If anything, you know, for the Jets depth chart, maybe this is some more targets for Lazard or Jason McCole Brownlee. Hardman.
0: Garrett. Yeah. Wilson.
1: Well, obviously, game Garrett. So
2: Jason be. Brownlee was a guy that has been making noise in camp. That I was like, okay, he's going to be the fifth or sixth receiver, maybe practice squad guy. Uh You might not have any hope. He won a spot now. He won a spot, and there's a chance he could get some some playing time.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jason Brownlee. All right, let's move on to another receiver with a J in his name at the beginning. Is NFL Network's Ian Rappaport reports Jerry Judy James's favorite. Hmm. Hamstring injury is expected to miss several weeks. That Denver Broncos wide receiver room has been like the ER this offseason. So Rappaport reports Judy's injury is a moderate hamstring injury. that puts his week one status in jeopardy. However, he also said there's optimism. It's nothing long term, which we all know how hamstrings and receivers can work in regards to any season long injuries um, with him. If anything, with the injuries to Tim Patrick, with the release of KJ Hamler, I'm all in on a Cortland Sutton rebound season. If he's my wide receiver three, four, I'm cool with it, but I am even more in on Marvin Mims jr. That's the guy I got him late in my redraft league today um, because I was like, you know what? There's targets to be had. And I think once Mims steps on the field, he ain't getting off it. He's a dog. He got,
2: he got smoke last night, got his face mask pulled back, face mask pulled back. And like, it, it was a bad, bad tackle. And the guy actually got ejected for it. But He's been he's been playing a lot more after his injury. He had an early injury in camp. Um, another guy, Marcus Callaway, that you know, Sean Payton is a fan of. He more preseason a, legend. He could be a deep ball specialist guy. He he's a sleeper now. Cortland Sutton apparently has looked really good. Greg Dulcich is now went from doghouse. We're, t- we're gonna talk about him later. Yeah, he, he yeah he went from the doghouse to now he's the Joker role. Sean Payton, I t- I think James and I talked about this when we were playing. Fortnite last night. Uh, I don't think he's shown anything in this offense. People are saying the offense looks vanilla or anything. Sean Payne's not rolling in with a vanilla offense. He's probably shown maybe 15, 20% of his offense this preseason. So uh, all the Russell Wilson hate, um, I, I have heard in training camp, Russell Wilson has looked bad. But once again, I don't think Payton's really shoving everything out there for everybody to see. Sean Payton's a very—he's been
1: very weird about his training camp too.
2: Oh my god! And he's just always—he's always been kind of hidden about what he's going to pull out in the season. So, um, I, I think this Broncos offense is going to be—is going to give a little more than we think. And there's going to be one receiver that we're not talking about that is going to come out of nowhere. <laughs> Like, and it's not going to be Mims. It, it could be Callaway, but there's going to be one that's just going to be like, Oh my God, we need to pick him up week one or two. Like, and I think that's where it's coming from. It's going to be the Broncos and that's the offense. We're going to go digging all and throwing all of our fab at for our dynasty teams.
1: Interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, James, I know you don't like Judy. So you're probably just nodding in agreement with like, yeah, Judy. Yeah, stay away." Socks are <sighs> uh,
0: I mean, if Off we wanted issues. to issues. I'm all about Marvin Mims. Uh, I think the opportunity knocks, Judy. Uh, I mean, it's a buying opportunity for you. You know, he's still very he's, he's still fairly young. He's very um, high he, price though. I still yeah, think he's, his value is very high. There's a lot of smoke coming around. Well, not smoke. I want to say stench coming out of out of Denver <laughs> right now, where you can you can probably try to capitalize you know, on some of that value dip um, with the injury. So, try to acquire if you can. A first? Uh, late?
2: I don't think I'd even do a late first for Judy. I need more consistent production if I'm going to give up a first for a player. Yeah, like these that. soft tissue injuries are starting to add up. Like, if somebody's like a 24 first for Judy and I see Zay Jones on their team, I'm going to be like, okay, maybe I'll take a little more upside on Zay. Maybe I'll. Go for a Quentin Johnson upside more than Judy. Zay Jones or Zay Flowers? Flowers. Oh, okay. Yes, my bad. Or even a first for another guy we'll talk about, but I won't say it because I don't want to spoil all of our yes, risers and followers.
1: Don't put the cart before the horse. You know what I'm saying? So, and speaking of carts, one of the things that you should do right now is log on to trophysmack.com and add a trophy, a belt, a grill a loser trophy into your cart and in your cart, there's going to be a little section that says use code and you put in D H H ring and you get a free $60 championship ring. So as your league is starting to get fired up, if you don't already have a trophy for it, you need to go on trophy smack. Now, of course football is the big one, but they also have trophies for baseball, hockey, basketball. If you're slacking on that, you can go on trophy smack and get that done. And they also have the stuff for the losers of your league too. You want to get them a nice toilet seat they can hang around their neck and do all those different things. Lots of creative and fun ideas for both winners and losers on TrophySmack.com. Once again, that is code ring for that free ring at checkout. Segway!
2: <laughs> I, uh, I'm i actually going to get some loser trophies for uh, some of my home leagues. So, Al, get yourself ready. <laughs>
1: oh, God, I don't even want to talk about that. All right, we are going to talk risers and fallers. and We're going to go by position and by person. We've all filled out our list from quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end, Who we who is rising, who is falling. So we're going to start with the quarterback position, everybody's favorite, especially in our Superflex leagues. And we are going to start with Tyler. He's going to talk first about his QB riser from the preseason.
2: Uh, there's been a couple, but I don't think. None have been easier to point out than Brock Purdy. Um, I mean, everybody thought he would not start the season with his elbow injury, and then all of a sudden he's playing in preseason. Guess what? <laughs> and here we are. I don't think uh, the zip was as good when he threw outside to on kind of play, but this offense, uh, it doesn't matter. Like It's all going to be short throws and let your playmakers get it. Purdy actually produced as a fringe top 12 quarterback end of the season and yet I still think his value is about a couple seconds, maybe a late first if you need to. And I'll tell you what, Kyle Shanahan absolutely loves Purdy. Clearly. He's in in love with Brock Purdy. He pretty much stated Brock Purdy's got to disintegrate on the field for him not to be the starter. (laughs) Well, I mean, if he keeps getting hit like this, it might happen, but uh, (laughs) it's a good thing you can get the backup Sam Darnold for very cheap as well. So uh, Brock Purdy is actually a guy that if I have a late first and I am a contender and say I need uh, a little bit of youth at the quarterback, I'm okay giving up a a late first for Brock Purdy. Now, I said this with Davis Mills last year, and now I'm saying it with Brock Purdy, but I think the way Brock Purdy played, I, I feel a little more comfortable with him because of the confidence in the coaching staff. And just how he knows the offense so well. So for me, Purdy is my riser. And if you've got him, you got him for free. Thank you, Doug, and Trade Addict Seven for that waiver wire pickup because we needed that more than anything. I got but, you. But Purdy is now honestly, if you picked him up, I feel like you're just you're riding with him because you got him for free. He's so cheap, and you got that little twinkle of like this could be Tom Brady. <laughs>
1: Mr. Irrelevant to Mr. Relevant. That's all it takes. Now the Niners moving on from Trey Lance. They're going to try to take advantage of that super duper cheap rookie deal. Yeah. Two bucks. They don't get any cheaper than that. My QB riser of the preseason was Jordan Love. You know, Jordan Love had a lot of questions going into the season. A lot of youth surrounded uh, by him on this offense. They draft Luke Musgrave, who we'll talk about soon. Jaden Reed. They have Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs. They got a lot of first and second year players on this offense, but All the reports that I heard when the Patriots did joint practices with the Packers is that Jordan love looked the part. And I thought he's looked really good this preseason. He's been able to throw the deep ball, which we kind of all knew he had the arm strength to do, but he's been finding these rookies. He's been targeting Musgrave. Reed had a touchdown. Dobbs has been one of his go-tos. So for me, Jordan love is the big riser. You know, he was probably, you know, quarterback in the twenties when it came to startups and everything. But I think he's, he's gained some value here. In the preseason, I actually had someone reach out to me the same league where I have Trey Lance. Jordan Love is my quarterback like four um, and offered me a a low ball deal on Love. And I'm like, no, I'm just going to wait because I think that trading him now I think would be foolish because I think the value only goes up on Jordan Love once the season starts. You know, the Packers are in the NFC North. There's some weak defenses there that he can beat up on. Um, so statistically, I think that he can have a really nice season. I wouldn't be surprised, and this isn't a hot take. I wouldn't be surprised if Jordan Love uh, ends possibly as like a a high end QB two with the offensive pieces around him and the talent that he has. Um, yeah, so I like Jordan Love as a riser just based on the the, in the you know the the New England Patriots and Packers joint practices and plus watching the game and seeing what he's doing. Jordan Love, and he gives you a little bit of rushing um, yep. upside too, which is nice. So he's not so, gonna he's not gonna be Lamar Jackson or Justin Fields, but if he had uh, you know two hundred fifty to three hundred yards rushing, I think that's totally doable.
2: So if if Jordan Love hits, can I put him up next to Herbert of my quarterback hit Hall of Fame? <laughs> like I think that's fair. Okay, I just it just to make took sure. a little bit longer. It was like yes. a really
1: slow swing.
2: I was getting Rrr. a little little like okay. Do I change off my take? Nope. I'm going to stay hard-headed at this. I'm going to stick with Jordan Love. I'm holding. <laughs> There's I'm Tyler holding. on that hill again. Yep. Oh, Just die <laughs> with Hold. my Moncris picture next to it.
1: Yeah. All right. Let's move on to James, who this quarterback is actually on that same team I have, Jordan Love. Fancy that.
0: Oh, well, I mean, you're you're doing it right then, Doug, because, you know, Sam Howell, I mean, all due respect That's to. That's my guy. Dynasty League Football (DLF), but they still have him at QB thirty-three, and he has definitely wait. Gained... Isn't there
2: thirty-two starters in the yes, NFL? Yes, yes, they have him Trey below Lance Will Levis. A, Trey, <laughs> Trey Lance has got to fall too, and Will Levis, yeah, yeah, he's got to fall because I mean he got beat up by Malik Willis
0: this yeah. preseason. I mean, if if you have players in your league that just you know sign up for a subscription and and go off of everything they see on a website. Sam Howell is the perfect guy to go out and acquire right now. Um, if you can get him for a mid-second, um, I, I'm happy with it. I mean, you got to remember, you know, we talk about biggest risers and fallers and, you know, there wasn't much to know about Sam Howell last year. He just didn't play too much, sat behind uh, Taylor Heineke. But now the offense has changed. He's got plenty of weapons around him. Offensive coordinator Eric Bieniemy, apparently – is really giving it to Howell and letting him open up the offense. We saw him in the last preseason game uh, even rushing three times for 17 yards, completed 19 to 25 passes, two touchdowns. This is what the Commanders needed, a stable starting quarterback. Um, and you got him for a fifth-round pick in 2022 rookie drafts, and that's the biggest thing. Um, And one of the reasons why he's my biggest riser is not just to say that, you know, he's only 22 years old and he's ranked QB 33 on the DLF chart. I mean, I'd probably put him right around the Kenny Pickett area. Geno Smith, perhaps. Um, I definitely have him over Matthew Stafford, Jared Goff, eh, maybe. Definitely over Lance and Love, um, Tyler. So we can go head to head on that. But either way, I think Sam Howell is a great addition. Um, He's definitely built up some value over this preseason and um, I'm excited for the commanders this year. Yeah. Uh,
1: Well, I was going to say real quick, Tyler, this is the Sam Howell is the reason in super flex leagues that you take shots at quarterbacks in the late third, early fourth, because that's what I did in uh, a handful of leagues. And now I'm sitting on some Sam Howell and I'm loving life.
2: Yeah. Stetson Bennett's another one that you should have gotten this year who, who had a very rough night last night. Mm, Yeah, uh, he did (laughs) the other preseason games. He looked very good. Uh, some other players I think we can rope into risers and fallers. Kenny Pickett looks to be yeah great now. Like I, I, I like seeing this. I like seeing Kenny Pickett and just um, traded him. And, uh, another another guy I would say is uh, Jameis Winston. God, he looks so good. How is he not starting? This is mind blowing to me. He uh, can I put a hot take? He's going to start in twenty twenty four somewhere. He signed a one-year deal with the Saints. He's going to start. I, like, What if Geno Smith falls That's apart? That's next week. Just Jamis, save it for next week. And then Jameis comes in and is like, okay, I'm taking Geno's spot. Yeah. Like, uh, Jamis, uh, I mean,
0: I just don't know how he didn't get traded in the offseason. Like, give up a third form. He was he okay with taking a one-year deal. Like, yeah. Give up a third form right now. You wouldn't then even have to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you might be able to get him for like a fourth.
1: Yeah, let's move on to the running back position, the most disposable position of them all. Let's go back to Tyler and uh, give us your running back, Riza.
2: Yeah, mine is uh, Joshua Kelly from the Chargers. He had that long run. He looks like he's going to probably be the backup. Yeah. Um, Which is, I mean, we've all been searching for that guy. We've all been waiting, like, who's going to be the guy to spell Eckler? You looked good at the
1: end of last year, too.
2: He did. Yep. And I think his main issue was he danced a little too much behind the line his rookie season. And he's a talented guy out of UCLA, but it was all like, OK, just stop the dancing and push forward. And that's what it looks like he's been doing. The Chargers offensive line also is getting healthier, which hopefully it stays healthier. That is the Chargers issues. But uh, Joshua Kelly, if you can get him for a fourth, maybe even a late third, he, you could probably use him in uh, some spells.
1: Especially if you own Eckler, I think it's worth paying. Hundred percent. So, because you just never know. Eckler's been very healthy for a for a a smaller man. So, you just never know. And I think they're not going to give him as big of a workload either. I think they want to disperse it a little bit more under Kellen Moore. That would not surprise me whatsoever. So, my running back riser was a guy that I heard early, early in minicamp. I think I was listening to Sigmund Bloom and Cecil Lamy. So good. On their podcast, and of course it's what Cecil that's plugged into uh the yep. Broncos, right? So he mentioned the name Jaleel McLaughlin, and he's like, Yeah, this kid Jaleel McLaughlin, Seriously. undrafted um rookie free agent,'s been really popping in in minicamp. So I was like, huh, okay. I put him in put in for him in a couple of leagues because you don't have to cut rosters for a while. And I was like, you know, once I hear a name, I'll speculative add. Now in the preseason, it's been Jaleel McLaughlin season, the kid's gonna make the roster. He looks really, really good. He's been active in the passing game, averaging almost five yards a carry. He's scored, I think, four total touchdowns in the preseason. We all know Javante's coming off the knee injury. He's the number one guy. There's been some people that have said that, like, Jaleel McLaughlin might get, like, starts at some point. They all have Samaje Pirine, um, which Pirine is Pirine. He's the average NFL running back, but Jaleel McLaughlin has the juice, and that's the difference here. So I've added him in pretty much every league that I've been able to. And I would recommend doing the same. If you have waivers that haven't run yet and Jaleel McLaughlin is available, stash him on your taxi. The kid looks really, really good. He can catch the ball. He's got nice hands. He's got speed. He's got power. Just a really fun player to watch. And I know it's the preseason, so I'm not getting too hyped up. But for a a free square to put on my taxi squad and see what happens, especially at the running back position, I'm all for it. So Jaleel McLaughlin is my riser going from who to rosterable. Nice, James. Right, what you James, got? You, I got you the tank, baby, by?
0: Tank Bigsby, and Frank the Tank. Frank the Tank. Doom, 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 doom. No, I, I'm I, going I, I, listed, I listed tanks Big Tank Bigsby as my biggest riser at running back, not only because you know he's doing great things in camp, but obviously. I had him really really low in my pre-combine oh, I rankings. I remember. Yeah, I, I remember uh, this. Running back 11 and uh he was four we bo- for me. we
1: both scoffed at you for that one. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm sure. Jared and I, scoffed I, at and you. hey,
0: I will I will eat that humble pie, all right? He got the third mm, round draft taste. capital, which is, you know, yeah, <laughs> it tastes like yeah, pretty crappy. <laughs> but uh yeah, he's definitely carved DJ, out man. a role in the offense alongside ETN and for all of us that know Doug Peterson loves a running back by committee. He probably created the running back by committee when he was in Philadelphia. Yeah, he was playing quarterback, actually. Yeah. He's like, no, no, get this guy. He's out. Like, no, 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 get the we other running need back. Somebody on the field. else in get
2: here.
0: On the <laughs> progressive. But opportunity is definitely knocking for Bigsby. And I mean, yeah, pass catcher. I think he's very valuable in that sense. You know, we looked for Travis Etienne to open up the field receiving and he doesn't want to do it. Like we we've talked about it endlessly on the show where he's kind of afraid to catch the ball um and I think Tank Bigsby with the size, speed and ability to catch the ball, I think he's carved out a role and he is going to continue his climb the way he's been doing it throughout yeah. the preseason. They're a perfect combo.
2: Like that that's it. They yeah. work so well together. Yeah. Uh, watching the preseason game. It last reminds
0: night. me of like Javante Williams and Michael Carter when they were in college together. It's a new yeah.
1: rom-com. It's actually Travis in the tank.
0: Travis in the
2: tank. It's like a cop. It's like a cop rom-com. There yep, it is. Travis
1: in the tank. <laughs> yeah. Travis is like the a good cop and yeah, takes the bad co- cop. <laughs> that was exactly <laughs> 100%. What.
2: Travis comes in. Hey, what's up, man? Hey, no, we're not talking to him.
1: <laughs> Thanks. Like, you don't tell him shit. <laughs> exactly how it is. Oh, All God. right, let's move on to wide receiver. I'm gonna mix. I'm gonna mix up the uh, the flow here, and I'm gonna take mine first. My biggest riser in the preseason is Jahan Dotson, um, not only because of the Terry McLaurin toe injury. Um, obviously, I think that makes Dotson the number one guy there. Obviously, if McLaurin misses any time, but I really like what I'm seeing out of Sam Howell. I'm liking what I'm seeing out of this Eric Bieniemy offense. You know, his first year as a commander's OC coming over from Kansas City. And Jahan Dotson is a guy that I liked a lot going into his rookie season. He looked really, really nice. He can do a little bit of everything. His reception perception profile is super solid. I think he is a year two receiver that has a chance to really pop and be a 1A to McLaurin's one. Um, You know, with Dotson, he's a little bit more of a McLaurin is is a great player. He's one of my favorite receivers, but I think Jahan Dotson can just give a little bit more explosiveness and do a little bit more than McLaurin can do. And I think this is the year that we're going to start to see that. So Jahan Dotson for me um, is my biggest riser because I just think that this offense is going to be much, much improved. And I think Dotson is, you know, we always see a second year receiver make that leap. And I'm sure Tyler is going to talk about one here in a second. Um, But I think the guy for me out of all these guys that haven't that haven't popped yet is Jahan Dotson. So I would I would gladly give up a late first for Dotson at this oh, point. Easily. Easy, like he's easy. he's
2: a major target for me before the season even starts. He's one of those guys that I want to get my hands on before anything happens. He also he started with seven touchdowns last year, really quick off the out of the gate, but didn't really produce yardage. At Penn no. State, he was known as a deep threat. And he's kind of shown everybody like, hey, I can run routes. I can do everything.
0: So yeah, and I Sammy Howell's got
1: a nice deep ball. So yeah.
0: oh yeah, he does
1: yeah let's go uh, let's go to james on this one who's your wide receiver Riza?
0: well he's definitely not a second year player but he has been out of oh. the league for two years uh calvin ridley
2: <laughs> what's over under uh, on this
0: over under on <laughs> yeah right should we have <laughs> what's an age pr- over the prop bets uh <laughs>
2: tell, tell ridley He'll probably now, put some money on.
0: Yeah, well, we all know what happened last year. He got uh, suspended. No pan hammer. It was dumb, by the he way. Yeah, made it made a, an example out of, which yeah. obviously no one paid attention to. Detroit Lions, um, but he's definitely cemented himself as the wide receiver one in the Jags' offense, and that's no easy feat because remember Christian Kirk, uh, a low end wide receiver one last year. Um, And we also had Evan Ingram popping off in that offense along with who else? Zay Jones. Yes, Zay Jones. Um, I, I think Calvin Ridley has just separated himself. You know, the reports out of camp saying that he just catches everything. He looks like the best player on the field. And he's, yeah, he's 28 years old. So he's in his prime. But James, Under- he's 29 because his birthday's oh, in December. He's gonna be 29. He's an undrafted free agent in 2024. He's still I'm scared. His I'm deal. scared. I think it's now is the time to jump on Calvin Ridley, and the reason why I have him as my riser is because I was not touching him with the 10 foot pole. I wanted to see it to believe it, and man, it is real what he has been doing in camp. Now, James, um, would touch him with a six chance poll. I would touch him with a end of the first five poll. and a fourth. End of the first poll <laughs> for Calvin Ridley. We call that a quota. <laughs> um, he's currently wide receiver 34 on DLF, and I think he should be much, much higher. Uh, just to put it into perspective, he is going around. Shit, I don't have this right So, you don't think he's fool's gold? No, I don't. I think
2: he's the truth, man. So, right now, he is in like the fourth round. He is going very high. His his value is probably at a late first. Now my question to you, would you go Jahan Dotson or Calvin Ridley? Jahan Dotson in dynasty, Damn. okay. In dynasty. Cuz I honestly think right now you might be able to do Ridley for Jahan Dotson.
0: Let's do it this way. Calvin Ridley or Marquise Brown? I'd go Ridley.
1: I'd rather have Ridley just cuz the quarterback. Exactly. Yeah.
0: Calvin Ridley or George Pickens? Ooh, Pickens. Segway. Because of the age? Yeah, 100%. Honestly, Fair. Fair.
2: Ridley, Ridley. Uh, I was trying to trade, and Doug also in is this, in this camp, thirds, seconds for Ridley when this whole – like people yeah. thought he wasn't playing.
0: You were getting ahead and of it.
2: This is kind of where my mind kicks in. It's like, okay, you're buying a stock low, and then mm-hmm. when the stock gets high – As you know, and and well, everybody's like, "Oh, he's him going to the Jags is a perfect sell moment." It's like, no, 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 no. Like Trevor Lawrence is getting better. Let's wait, Mm -hmm. and then boom, camp hit. One video rolls out, and he's a top fifteen receiver again. (laughs) It's like, like
1: crazy how that happens.
2: Yeah. So for me, it's like, okay, I bought for cheap. Now I'm selling for top value, and if I can kind of go to my riser and george pickens i would do that and george pickens is my riser and honestly it's not because i'm a complete i like george pickens i have uh there is a red flag for me that is the separation and yes it is an issue like he does not separate well he bullies people but man if he's gonna keep catching the ball like he is and showing separation doesn't matter sometimes you just gotta be like screw it He's just that good. Like, mm-hmm. Mike Evans was not a great separator. And you know what Mike Evans did? He just was taller than everybody else and could go up and get it. And that's.
1: And fall directly to the
0: ground. I like yes. the Pickens take, man. I, I'm a firm believer that he takes a big step in year two.
2: And it, I think it's just because, Ken, like, the whole entire thing is Kenny Pickett. Can Kenny Pickett yeah. pick take a leap? And uh, I know I was quoted last year saying he could be a poor man's Joe Burrow. And uh, I, I'm. It looks like it could happen, maybe. Maybe the gloves are magic. Who knows? Poor
0: man Ryan Tannehill. But oh
2: god, that's a, that's an insult. <laughs> um, but George Pickens, uh, he looks to be Kenny Pickett's favorite weapon, and Deonta Johnson's still gonna get his. He'll get seven targets a game. But Pickens, man, he could he has a chance to have ten plus touchdowns in the season, and like a thousand yards. But he's gonna get his, and he looks legit.
1: I like it. Now let's move on to my favorite position, which is the tight end. And I'm going to let James kick this one off because he stole my end. guy. I am so deep. <laughs> so mad, so deep in love with this man.
0: <laughs> yeah. And uh, not only is he the talk of camp, I think he is the talk of the NFL throughout preseason. This guy has gotten more hype and well, rightfully so. Sam Laporta, um, he has really turned heads I know people in the redraft circles. They're talking about taking him uh, in the top twelve tight ends, and I certainly did. The Thor take him as tight my end. tight end too today. I took him as my tight end too today, and I reached mm-hmm. a little bit just to make sure I had it in a tight end premium uh, superflex superflex draft. But with Williams out, he's going to take an early leap um, in production. I believe he's already been named the number two target for for Jared Goff the offense is built for offensive production more so than um slow pace of game so we should just say a high pace of game with all the passing targets moving the ball around he can be utilized in the red zone he's got the draft capital behind him and sure enough his value right now is still rather it's low cheap. yeah like I, premium. it's sneaking into the late first so and I'd be happy to pay that if I if I was in a tight end premium league. And Doug, would you give a late first? For <laughs> that's a dumb question. I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean well, here's the thing: I already you? have them in all no, my wait, leagues. But wait, didn't we so... just do that in the in the draft <laughs> in the yes the uh,
1: Here's the thing with Laporta, and I, I'll piggyback on it just a little bit. The thing with Laporta: Detroit Lions tight ends had 12 touchdowns on that team last year, and with no with very little talent. Yeah, Zilstra
2: had four in a game, I Yeah,
1: think. And they also had Jamal Williams have, what, 18 touchdowns? Well, he's gone. There's no defined number two. Um, hopefully it's Jameer Gibbs is the number two target for the time being, right? We don't know that, but it's Amon yes. Ra. They don't really have – I mean, they have Marvin Jones, Josh Reynolds. You can't rely on those guys. It's going to be Laporta. It's going to be St. Brown, and it's going to be Gibbs – so for me, Laporta, and I was talking to my brother-in-law because he's like, well, tight ends take, you know, three years to hit. And I go, this class is going to be different. This class. You just watch. I said, I am heavily invested in Laporta. I'm heavily invested in my guy, Michael Mayer, I have in some leagues. Like Kincaid, I don't have any of them because I, I didn't pay that price. But I know Tyler did. But I would not be surprised if this – I think this class is so special that this will be the exception to the rule where these rookie tight ends, you're going to see at least, let's say, two of them to have a tight end one season. And I don't think that's massive. And yeah, but I don't think that's a stretch when I think Laporta is going to be one. And then I think it's going to be some form of Kincaid Musgrave. I don't know if mayor is going to get there in year one, but he's got opportunity. Here's the thing. These rookie tight ends are all walking into situations where they're the starter more or less Mm -hmm. um, right out of the gate, which we don't normally see. So I love this. Uh, I'll go on to my guy. So my guy is Luke Musgrave. So he's the one guy, like I took Laporta in almost all my leagues in the second round. And Musgrave was a target for me if I could get him in the third. So I have Musgrave in, in some leagues. And it's the same thing. He's walking onto the field. They drafted two tight ends, Tucker Kraft, Luke Musgrave. They got rid of Bob Funions. He's on the Bears. Nobody on the depth chart. Luke Musgrave is one of the most athletic tight ends in this draft. You know, we look at Kincaid and his athleticism. He didn't test it all. And Musgrave didn't really either. But Musgrave, he passes the eye test when you watch him in preseason. He looks like that guy that can stretch the field. He can create separation against linebackers and safeties. And he's going to be Jordan Love's safety valve along with Jaden Reed. So I think that Musgrave is set up in a sweet position as well to be successful in year one. And he's my riser as well, because I think Musgrave was in tight end premium leagues. He was going in the third. End of second. Yeah, yeah end of second, mostly in the third from the leagues I, that I if was I'm in. Five
2: minutes it, end of second.
1: <laughs> yeah. But now, but now if you if you redraft it, he's going at the end of second. So he's gained some value here in the off season. And I think Musgrave, even in, I know people in redraft that are excited for Musgrave too, um, much like they are Laporta. Um, But yeah, Musgrave is my, my riser for sure. And Tyler, you've got a good one as well.
2: Yeah. Jake turd Ferguson is mine. And uh, honestly, he's Dalton Schultz 2.0. That's I'm what he is. Dalton Schultz? And Dak has talked him up because you know what? Dak loved Dalton Schultz. Dalton Schultz was just in the pocket, <laughs> sitting there waiting for those eight-yard passes, just accumulating. That Jason,
1: uh, slightly more athletic Jason Witten to break yeah. open.
2: I, I <laughs> do think Jake Ferguson is a little more athletic. I do but too. That's not, that's not saying much when it comes yeah. to Dalton Schultz or Jason Witten, especially Jason Witten. But uh, Jake Ferguson, he has become a big-time weapon for Dak. And... What Dak did a lot on the two-minute drills when they're, you know, before halftime or end of the game, he dumped it off a lot. Eight-yard passes, 10-yard passes, tight end, middle of the field. And that's how Dalton Schultz, I feel like, accumulated all these stats was just like, oh, my God, you just had four catches for 40 yards on this two-minute drive. Like, that was Dalton Schultz in a nutshell. And that's going to be Jake Ferguson. And he's dirt cheap. Jake Ferguson is. is like a third-round pick value-wise right now in a tight end premium. And you're probably going to get a tight end one. So that is probably my cheapest option for tight end. I have him in a lot of spots. I held him. And, uh, yeah, he's probably going to get some spot starts here and there in uh, UDPL, especially because uh, I have Evan Evan Ingram. So might need him. (laughs) Took him today, too. Oh, my! Uh, We all know you did.
1: All right, it is time for a quick ad break, and then we're gonna shuffle along with our followers because we're running a little long. So let's we're gonna tighten it up. And you know how you tighten it up? You know how you tighten it up? You use Manscaped. You use your Lawnmower 4.0. It's got a light. You can it, submerge it in the water. It's waterproof, so don't worry about being all wet and getting ready to shave. You can do it. It'll handle it. Silky smooth. Never going to catch, never going to claw you, not going to rip you open. You're not going to bleed. You don't have to worry about all that jazz. You know, you're looking for a special night out. The last thing you want to see is Band-Aids all over your stuff. Come on now. <laughs> you're not going to need that with the lawnmower. Well, also, Could you, you should, imagine? Also, also,
2: <laughs> also, you he dropped your pants you and you got Band-Aids saying.
0: all over your balls.
2: Well, when you're like, you shouldn't have Band-Aids all over yourself. <laughs> out in the public, You shouldn't. you should at least have pants on. First of all, yeah. second of I'm all, saying if you
1: have a special night out and you get home and it's the time and you're like, oh, hold on. I got all these band-aids all over me because I'm a slobby mess because I don't know how to shave myself.
2: Marvel. Are we uh, going? Minions. Minions. <laughs> of- RB Man. band-aids.
1: They're scented. They're RB scented. 100%. Oh, sniff. Uh, but they give you everything. <laughs> Cleanser, crop, cleaner, all the things, as well as a nose and ear trimmer for you olds like me to get you all nice and tight for a night out on the on wherever you're going to go. Use code DHH to save yourself 20% on manscaped.com. Do it today. Your balls will thank you. Yeah, All right.
0: they'll, they'll save money. You'll save money on Band-Aids too.
1: Band-Aids, are, everything's expensive nowadays. Jeez. Yeah. Oh,
0: yeah.
1: All right, let's get on to quarterbacks. Let's try to keep this one a little oh, tidier. Yeah. Quick
2: hits. Yeah.
1: Quick hits. Tyler, who's your QB falla?
2: Kyler Murray. And it's just because well, he's got they... the he's
1: got the lowest amount to fall to because he's so
2: short. Pretty much. I mean... Even though you're falling off a stair, it's still a stair. So, uh, for me, Kyler Murray is, uh, rumors have it, they traded for Joshua Dobbs because he might not play this season. Clayton Tune, uh, baby. um, Kyler, there's a chance he does not touch the field. They are in full tank mode. James Conner will probably be traded. This team is building something. I don't know what yet, but... A <laughs> it's losing like, record? It's like watching a one-and-a-half-year-old build Legos, and you're like, oh, yeah, that's a nice... Whatever
1: you want to call that.
2: ...house-ish building stuff. But that's kind of what the Cardinals are doing. Uh, even Caleb Williams like, hey, I didn't say I'm a Declare. It all depends on who has that number one pick. So... For sure. We are in this world where the Cardinals might be so bad, and they, they did this to themselves. They could be so bad that not even the talent of Caleb Williams will come out. So yeah. uh, Kyler Murray is my biggest follower. I think if they are in full take mode, there's no way they're going with him as a quarterback. So there's a chance he could be a riser because he's going to be on a different team next year, possibly, which I think just the Arizona situation is bad. They showed Clayton Toon just given the death stare at Kyler Murray as he walked by. Like, he was disgusted by Kyler. So i guessing that locker room mate. the I'm best. I'm surprised he even saw
1: him because Toon's a pretty tall dude.
2: Yeah, he was sitting. So <laughs> no, Kyler no. was eye level with him.
1: <laughs> All right, let's keep it moving. My follower is Mac Jones. And the reason is Mac Jones didn't have – he had an okay camp. You know, I think there's a lot of questions about this Patriots offense and especially this Patriots offensive line. And I it think that's – traded for somebody. Yeah, for well, yeah, who's, who's... – from the Vikings?
2: A six-round pick. Something low. Uh, six-round pick.
1: Well, their depth on their offensive line is one of the Speaking worst in the of Band-Aids,
2: they're just so, pretty yeah. much patching this up.
1: So uh, my concern for Mac Jones isn't – I still believe in the talent of Mac Jones. It's the the line in front of him and the lack of depth. Bill O'Brien, first year as OC, I hope I hope it goes up. I think this receiver room is a little bit more talented a lot of people think. But Mac Jones hasn't done himself really a lot of favors here in the offseason. So he's my follower. Even though it's a little bit – it's not a huge gap – um, Mac Jones is the first one that came to mind for me. James, who you got tumbling down? I think
0: we've already talked about this I one. mean, we've talked about him, so I'll make it really fast. It's, it's Trey Lance, and for good oh, reason. Yeah. He couldn't beat out Brock Purdy. He couldn't beat out Sam Darnold.
2: The and best th-
0: football thrower
2: in San Francisco history. He's getting Sam paid Darnold.
0: $5 million to be the backup behind Cooper Rush. I don't think Cooper Rush actually loses his job there um to Trey Lance. And guess what? You can't sell him. The window has been shut. You got to hold. You have to hold and hope that something happens, which is unfortunate to say, but you're you're not getting back any of the value that you had given for Trey Lance. And for that reason alone, um, I'm not giving, I'm not paying, I'm not taking a fourth round pick for Trey Lance or a third round pick for Trey Lance. It's just not happening. And yep. you obviously paid the 102, 103 in your rookie drafts when you got them, or even more than that before uh, all this tobacco happened. So mm-hmm. I am out on Trey Lance. Uh, I have one share with who I will be holding on to for the unforeseeable future. Because guess what? Can't do anything with them.
1: That is true. My uh, I'll, I'll go to myself for the running back faller. For me, it's DeAndre Swift. You know, I love Swift's talent, I think we all do. That's never been the question. Um the question is the fit in him staying on the field. Now, reports out of Philadelphia, they might be one of the teams that's interested in Jonathan Taylor. Wouldn't that be a bitch um if he went there? Swift's but
0: only on a one-year deal.
1: Swift is on the last year of his rookie deal. Maybe he gets traded to Indy. Now that would be nice. That would be that uh, would be a win if he went there cuz they don't Great have question, much of
2: the- Mark why he's been traded so much though.
1: Yeah. So anywho, so with the Eagles, you know, we're, we're seeing Kenny Gainwell get some steam. They have Rashad Penny, who, when healthy, is a solid running back. We just don't know how they're going to use DeAndre Swift. They don't typically throw to the running back position. So just a lot of unknowns. And I think he's been the big faller. He hasn't been he hasn't done anything special in camp. And the buzz seems to be about everyone else but him. So, uh, yeah, that's my concerns with DeAndre Swift. Tyler, who you got as your running back faller?
2: Travis Etienne, it's all because of what we mentioned with Tank Bigsby. I think the dreams of him being a full-time running back are out the window. Um, I think Tony Pollard will probably have a little more touches than Travis Etienne this season. But uh, he, he's a fine player. I just don't think he's in that RB8 area, which everybody was taking him at. He's more of the RB12 to 15 <laughs> range. But uh, if you had him, your sell window is closing very quickly. Because his value will probably more than likely drop due
0: to the production.
1: Yeah, James, who's your running back follower? I know this is uh, this looks like one we've already talked about a little bit here. Yeah, yeah
0: and he, I'll elaborate why. Fruit. And it's and it's Jonathan Taylor. <laughs> he is low hanging fruit. Um, and it's not because he's not the biggest faller. He isn't the biggest faller yet. He could continue to drop in value. Um, but I'm considering buying right now. You know, we talked about it all last season. We busted Tyler's chops about. You know, he said, sell Jonathan Taylor, sell Jonathan Taylor. Guess what? Two years. He is not going to uh, retake his RB1 value in Dynasty probably ever again. Already listed at RB3. We don't know where he's going to play. If he is going to play this year, only has one year left on his contract, but he's only 24 years old. (laughs) He can revamp that. So yes he has fallen in value it is i believe a buying opportunity for jonathan taylor and i'm okay with giving a first cuz i know what he could do on the field in the in the two seasons prior to him uh missing a bunch of games due to injury he was a top 6 and and the number one overall in in ppr scoring so yeah jonathan taylor he's going to land somewhere um even though I said he's probably not getting traded this year. He'll land somewhere next year, and you will be happy you bought in now. You know what's funny is everybody says 30-year-old for
2: wide receivers, the age where nobody wants to trade for them. Uh, 25 is the new running back age where yeah. you see that age number, and mm-hmm. you legit go, they got one more year, and then they're done. Yep. Like that's where we're at with running backs, and it's gross. Unless unless
1: they're exceptional, which
2: there's very few like right Barkley now. Like so. Barkley and McCaffrey, and I think, is yeah. there. McCaffrey, I think, has like yep. three or four.
1: All right, let's move it on to wide receiver. Now, all three of these names all have injury concerns. I'll start with mine first, and it's Kadarius Tony. I actually traded Kadarius Tony off my roster because I am just done with Kadarius Tony. I'm done hoping. I'm done with the like he looks electric with his ball, the ball in his hands, or his balls in his hands. <laughs> I mean, he pretty much does that more often than anything. Anyway, he probably sprained his perineum just standing there. So for me, Kadarius Tony is a guy I just don't want anything of. And if I'm wrong, uh, okay, I'm fine with it. But the guy's never healthy. He's never on the field. They gave him very few touches in the Super Bowl. I don't think they're going to revolve their offense around him like they've been t- – like, get out of here with that. I wanted out from Kadarius Tony, so I put him in a package deal and sent him to another team. Adios,
2: KT. Bye-bye. 100%. Yeah.
0: I think I sold him this week as well.
2: Yeah, Damon got, uh, Damon got a trade offer to get rid of him in that said league, Doug, and he said, no, thank you. And I was like, you're overthinking this. Get rid of him as mm-hmm. quickly as possible, yeah. like, especially getting a second-round pick, even a 25-second-round pick that was included in the deal. I'm like, Damon, do it. Do it. If you're listening to this now, do it. <laughs> do it.
1: Do it. Uh, James, who you got for your wide receiver cell?
0: Well, not only is this guy hurt, but he's also suspended for six weeks. Uh, Jameson Williams... He is taking the fall from grace. You know, most of us had him inside the top 12 uh, rookie picks last year. Mm -hmm. And guess what? It's just an instant replay. I feel like he's going to be driving down Las Vegas Boulevard sooner or later. Uh, Oh, yeah. No, no, no. no, no. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because listen, I thought you did. I thought that was
2: Henry Ruggs you were commenting. That's what it sounded like. Yeah, that's what I was commenting to Henry Ruggs. No, we're not going to bring that up. Yep,
0: yep. What? Why? Because I believe he's only really a one trick pony. He's got the speed to go down the field, which is great. He's going to be be a complimentary piece in this offense because I'm in Ross St. Brown isn't going anywhere. Not only that, he's had a bad attitude in camp. All right. He suspended six weeks for gambling. He's just totally immature. And first pick now, first round pick, now he's Dynasty wide receiver 37. I'm not buying into him him for anything more than a second uh, and mid to late second at that. And it could probably get it done at that point, but he's not the first target. He's not the second target and probably not the third target on this team. I am down on Jamison Williams, rightfully so. And he is one of my biggest fallers because I was really looking forward to what he could bring to the offense. Yeah. Mine is
2: another wide receiver from Alabama. That's Jerry Judy. And for me, it's, it's just what I heard from Cecil Ami. Uh, the inconsistency at practice, just the issue of him not really pushing himself, pushing the issue, like wanting to be great. He just seems like he's floating around just being him. Uh, So for me, uh, Jerry Judy is definitely the person that's falling. I get everybody's starting to fall in love with him again, but man, it's year four and we haven't seen consistent production out of it. So uh, Jerry Judy is a definite faller for me. I think if you have him, like I said, I'm going Jahan Dotson for him. I think we're at that stage where if you can do that right now, do it before Dotson hits the field and produces. So that's my sell at receiver.
1: Yeah, I, uh, I like that one a lot. Uh, so let's move on to tight end. I'll give you mine first. It's Chica Conquo. I love Chig. Um, Tyler mentioned that he's had a little bit of a drop see question, uh, drop season, preseason. I'm not overly worried about that, but the biggest reason that he's a follower is because they brought in DeAndre Hopkins, who was a, Pretty much a target hog. They have Traylon Burks there. Kyle Phillips injured himself. So they're a little scant at wide receiver. But I mean, we all know this offense is going to be a lot of Derrick Henry, a little Tajay Spears, maybe a little bit of Julius Chestnut sprinkled on top um, as a sleeper for you. Uh, so Chica Conquo tumbles down a little bit for me. There wasn't a lot of tight ends that I thought that lost value. I think um, James is going to cover one that I immediately thought of. But for me, Chica Conquo lost a little bit of value. Still love the talent. But target share percentage, it's going to dip a little bit. So, James, let's go to you with that tight end that I was thinking of.
0: Yeah, it's Greg Dolchik. And last year I was all about Greg Dolchik because, you know, you were getting him in the second, third round in in rookie drafts. And he he looked promising. But all of a sudden, things change. Sean Payton comes in, says he's going to play more of a joker role. Well, guess what? I don't like betting on court jesters. Um, I have no confidence in Russell Wilson to resurrect his career in denver uh and pretty much they look terrible in the preseason and he's going way too high he's ranked tight end 11 right now he's going to continue to fall with adam troutman being named the starter in the offense like that is just a, a kick in the face to Dolchik. he's really going to need to turn the narrative around this season for him to start climbing up the ranks again and uh i think i mean really the the fallers I've named today have been falling for the most part, but Dolchik he's yet to fall as much as he probably will this season.
2: Yeah. Mine is more of a high profile name and it's TJ Hawkinson up here in Minnesota. Uh, he's in a contract here and he definitely wants to get paid, but he hasn't touched the field in training lingering back at you. It's a little bit of this, a little bit of that. It's a ear infection. It's, he's had some ear infections. And Last I read was back stiffness. That, and he's ha- actually had a really bad. Yeah, he's actually had a really bad ear infection. Now, if you guys haven't had really bad ear infections, they can really mess with you. Like your, your sight, you could have some vertigo. There could be some major issues kind of creeping in. I've had tubes when I was a kid. I've had tube complications. I've had major ear issues growing up. So uh, no hearing aids yet. Just, you know. Huh? Exactly. Uh, so TJ Hawkinson, I I really like him in Minnesota, but I don't really know if it's a contract dispute or if it is these lingering issues, but it just seems like they're kind of at a standstill. He could and... be doing the
1: Gronk thing where it's like, oh, I got little nicked up dings because I don't want to do anything in the preseason.
2: I mean, if with this whole news, he could actually be a good buy, but he has definitely fallen from the grace that was the end of the season after the big trade. So I, I still like Hawkinson, uh, but... There's something going on this offseason, and it's been kind of uh, kept behind closed doors. So just keep an eye on it.
1: All right. Will do. Well, that is going to wrap up the Fallers and the Risers. So make sure, again, you like and subscribe on YouTube. If you're going on iTunes, you get your podcast over there. Make sure you give us a rating and review. We would love to hear it. Uh, Whether it's good or bad, let us know. And before we leave, I just want to give a shout-out to Dynasty Nerds. We're actually going to have Rich from Dynasty Nerds on next week for our Hot Take episode. Uh, So use code DHH for 15% off of any subscription. You get trade tools, extra episodes, prospect film room, prospect scores, Dynasty GM, all sorts of good stuff. With the summer, sadly, coming to an end, it's about to be hoodie season. If you need a sweatshirt for someone to steal, go ahead and go on Verde and Global and get a DHH sweatshirt for yourself today. As well as a hat. There's a took, I believe, for you Minnesotans. I believe that's how they say it up there, right? A no, beanie, a took? We, we call it a, a beanie. Oh, it's we just can. Canadians that call it a took. Yes. That okay, Karen. I know you're how close. How dare you? You're just a body <laughs> of water across the way. I don't know how it translates.
0: Pop. Not even that in some cases. Pop.
1: Yeah. Let's get some pop. Pop. You mean when you're soda? Up here,
0: you like that, right? Yeah, It's. You I'm used to it. Western New York has said pop thing. too. Yeah, Pennsylvania does it yeah. just well.
1: So it's not too far off. So make sure you go check that out as well. That is going to wrap us up for this week. Next week is Hot Takes with Rich Dotson from Dynasty Nerds. It's going to be one of our funnest episodes of the year. So make sure you tune in to DHH next week. We'll see you later.